Thank you for joining us today for another installment of Fortifying Your Faith. Uh, I'm Hasten Hanley, your host, and this is a podcast where we can stop and take away the distractions of the world for a little while, spend some time studying God's Word, and seek to encourage and build up and strengthen one another so that way we may continue to live a faithful Christian life. I did want to say, as I've kind of forgotten over the past couple of weeks, if you have any need or any question to reach out to us, uh, please email me at fortifyingyourfaith at gmail.com, and as long as I remember to check that email, I will see your questions, and I really, really appreciate anything that you send me, uh, and uh that way we can uh, address anything on the podcast. I want us to continue studying on a topic that we have been discussing over the past couple of weeks and couple of months, as we have been discussing faithful men up until this point of the Bible. Soon we'll be diving into faithful women of the Bible and and how all of us can learn many things from several of them. But I want us to spend a few minutes today thinking about Noah. Now, over the past couple of episodes, we've discussed uh, Job, and we have discussed Daniel. And the reason we are studying these three men together is because, uh, as we look at the book of Ezekiel for just a few seconds, we'll find Ezekiel chapter 14, verses, uh, really you can back up to verse 12, but specifically verses 14 and 20. As God is speaking through Ezekiel and preparing Jerusalem for the things that they will uh, face because of their persecution, or rather their trespasses, the things they would have to face because of their sin against God. God uses three men specifically to show faithfulness, to show determination in the face of obstacles. And when we read verse 14, uh, we see these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job, were in it. Uh, Then. Uh, they should deliver, but their own souls by their righteousness, saith the Lord God. These three men who are pinnacles and examples of faithfulness, they would only be able to save themselves, not even teach or encourage others to be faithful to God. So we looked at Daniel, a man who in the face of change, in the face of obstacles and adversity, stayed ever faithful to God. We looked last time at Job, a man who had lost everything that you could imagine. He had lost his family, he had lost his livestock, he had lost his wealth, he had lost his health. And yet, in all of that, Job stayed faithful. But let's look at Noah. Noah, as he is a man of faith, Noah, as mentioned here in Ezekiel, as being 
one of the, the prime examples of faith to the Jewish people. Noah was a man who had to have extraordinary faith. He had to have a faith that was above and beyond anything. Because when we examine it beginning in Genesis, uh, we find Ezekiel, uh, rather Noah's first mentioning. Uh, and when we find Noah, it's pretty straightforward. Genesis chapter 6 and verse 8. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Now, why is it that Noah's faith is so different from the people of his day? It's because the people of his day didn't have faith. They didn't have that reliance on God. They didn't have that trust in God. What they did have was effectively saying that it didn't matter what others thought. It didn't matter what God had done because they weren't going to follow God. And so we back up Genesis 6, 6, and it repented the Lord. It made the Lord sorry that he had even made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowl of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. We skip down a few verses, and we see the, the true heart of it. Verse 11, the earth was uh, also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked on the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth, and... God said to Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Noah's faithfulness is an example of exactly who he was. When everything else looked bleak, Noah stood faithful. When everything else seemed as if it was just going to come to an end, Noah stood faithful. When he was seemingly the only one to stand faithful, he still stood faithful. What does that mean for us? When no one around us is seeking to live a Christian life or a faithful life or one that is pleasing to God, do we follow the crowd or do we follow God? Do we seek to fit in and run with everyone to riotous living and to going and doing whatever we want just because it's our life and I'll live it how I want? Or are we going to be faithful to God no matter what? Because sadly, there's a vast majority of people who would rather focus on being a part of a crowd rather than being faithful to God. Noah, however, was not just a man of faith, but he was living by faith. It wasn't just as if he uh, had faith and that was it. His faith moved him to action, moved him to obedience to God. Because we continue in Genesis chapter 6, 
Moving down to verse 17, And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh, wherein is the breath of life from under heaven, and everything that is in the earth shall die. But with thee I will establish my covenant, and and thou shalt come into the ark with uh, thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy sons' wives with thee. God's preparing him, preparing him for what is to come, preparing him for what he has to do to live by faith, what he has to do to stay faithful to God, and that was build an ark. That was do exactly as God had commanded, not just vague instructions, but very, very detailed. Because Noah goes through, or God goes through and tells Noah exactly how to make that ark. Genesis 6, 14, and all the way down to verse uh, 16, there are step-by-step blueprints, things exactly given to Noah on how to build, how to prepare this ark, and Noah goes out and does it. To a T, he does it. In fact, verse 22 of verse uh, chapter 6, thus did Noah, according to all that God had commanded him, so did he. There was not a single thing that God had commanded him that Noah did not do. He is a man who was faithful. He is a man who lived and determined to be faithful. In fact, we can go to that great uh, faith chapter, the, the examples of faith that we have. Hebrews chapter 11, and we can pick up in verse 7 as it begins discussing Noah. By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Noah, as well as Abraham, Enoch, Abel, Moses, all of these that are mentioned in this chapter, lived by faith. Noah spent what seems to be a hundred years preparing this ark, preparing for this flood, preparing for this day that God had told him is going to be over. Life as you know it will be at an end, so prepare for it. Noah did not wait until the last moment and say, Okay, I should probably start now. Noah did not wait until things started looking bad. He did not even start building the ark and then stop for a while and say, I'm not too concerned about that. I want to live my life how I see living my life. No. Noah lived faithfully. He was moved with fear. That's not being scared out of his mind, but faithful reverence for God. He moved with fear and prepared an ark to the saving of his house. Because we have to stop and think, Noah was not just a a carpenter to build this ark. He wasn't just some random person who was faithful to God. 
we look at 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 5, and we see an interesting title for Noah. And he spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. You see, as Noah was building this, no doubt he was preparing and warning people, as it says he was a preacher of righteousness, one that professed and showed forth righteousness. But, you see, when it boils down to it, there was only eight people that were saved on the ark. There was only eight people who were saved from that death, from that drowning, from that wiping off of the face of the earth. We go back a book, 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 20, which sometimes were disobedient, that being humans, when once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was a-preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls were saved by water. We can spend time studying the book of Genesis, we can look at First and Second Peter, we can look at Hebrews, but the fact is that only eight people were saved because Noah was faithful. Noah was able to be faithful to prepare this ark, to prepare those who needed to grow, to needed, uh, that needed to be faithful to God. Only eight people viewed their faithful, faithfulness to God more important than whatever was going on on the earth at that time. You see Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and their wives, eight people, four men, four women, were saved in the flood because Noah was faithful, not just faithful for himself, but seemingly faithful enough to teach his children and have them prepare with him. When we stop and think about faithful people and faithfulness to God, just as we've looked at uh, through Daniel and through Job and now through Noah, these three men moved with obedience, moved with faith and fear, and determined that they were going to grow closer to God no matter what obstacles they had in front of them. What is it that's stopping us from growing closer to God? Is it acceptance from people around us who would shun us for being faithful to God? Maybe it's the idea of having to make difficult decisions within ourselves. You know, sometimes it's hard to say if this is what being faithful to God looks like, then there are people that are lost. People that I love might be lost. Unfortunately, yes, that's a very true situation that we have to deal with, but it doesn't have to be that way. We can go out and teach, and quite frankly, that should not stop our faithfulness. No doubt Noah had plenty of people that he knew, that he was friends with, maybe even that he was family with outside of his sons and his wife and their wives, that he lost because they were not faithful. They didn't heed God's warning. They did not prepare for 
the coming flood because they didn't think too much about it. When we consider how we ought to be faithful to God, it ought to be something that drives us to do whatever it takes to be faithful to God. Rather than just simply saying, well, I know I need to do this, but we need to rely on God, put our faith and trust in God, and turn to Him. Because when we truly are in difficult times, God is the place that we find comfort, we find strength, we find that reliability in God. But I want to ask you this. What can you do to strengthen your faith? Today, what can you do to grow in your faith as a Christian? Stop and study the Word of God. Rely on God more today than you did yesterday. Build your faith by proving the things which you've studied, which you've learned throughout your life. Sit down and study God's Word because through it, we realize and we're even told that we are to study to show ourselves approved unto God. We have such a wealth of knowledge. We have such a wealth of faith-building things within the Word of God, and quite frankly, just the Word of God as a whole. And yet we today, as human beings, as Americans, as all of these things, have become some of the most spiritually ignorant people because we haven't picked up the Word. We've become some of the least faithful people, meaning we have the least amount of faith than we have ever in this country, at least faith in God, because we don't study God's Word. Today and throughout this week, I encourage you, stop for a few minutes and study God's Word. Spend some time in God's Word and strengthen and build up your faith as we seek to live that Christian life. Build up and fortify your faith so that you can stand strong when trying times come. I thank you for your attention today, and I hope you can be back with us next week as we study some more about uh, men and women of faith.